You're listening to SBS News. Japan's Prime Minister Fumio Kishida has pledged long-term involvement in Ukraine's reconstruction, viewing it as an investment into the future. In Ukraine, the war is still going on at this very moment. The situation is not easy, but promoting economic recovery is an investment in the future for Ukraine, Japan, and the world. Japan has stood by Ukraine, and it will continue to stand by Ukraine. Mr. Kishida says tens of cooperation deals were signed between Japanese and Ukrainian entities at a Tokyo conference co-organized with Ukraine. During the course of today's conference, we achieved remarkable results with the signing of over 50 cooperation documents, including a new bilateral tax treaty, and were able to send out a strong message of support for Ukraine from across the public and private sectors, and the first and third sectors of the economy. The Japanese Prime Minister also announced a new bilateral tax treaty with Ukraine and the start of negotiations for an investment treaty. Ukraine's Prime Minister, Denis Shmihal, headed Ukraine's delegation of over 100 people. Agreements reached during the conference, signed agreements and contracts will accelerate our bilateral cooperation and will give a push to Ukraine's recovery. Ukraine is in great need of Japan's technology innovation and experience in the field of post-war and post-disaster recovery. On the 24th of February 2022, Russia invaded Ukraine from three fronts in the biggest assaults on a European state since World War II. The invasion unfolded with airstrikes and ground offensives launched from various fronts, including the north from Belarus towards Kyiv, the south from Crimea, and the east from the Donbass towards Kharkiv. Tens of thousands fled as Russian President Vladimir Putin announced a special military operation to disarm the country, purge nationalists, and end what Moscow calls Western encroachment through NATO and European support of Kyiv. The People's Republic of Donbass asked Russia for help. In this regard, under Article 51, Part 7 of the Charter of the United Nations, with the approval of the Russian State Federal Council, and in accordance with the Friendship and Mutual Assistance Treaties with the Donetsk People's Republic and the Luhansk People's Republic, ratified by the Russian Parliament on February the 22nd, I decided to conduct a special military operation. It aims to protect people who have been bullied and subjected to genocide by the Kyiv regime for eight years. For that, we will strive to demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine and will bring to justice those who committed multiple bloody crimes against civilians, including Russian citizens. In response, Ukraine declared martial law, initiated a general mobilization and cut diplomatic ties with Russia. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky at the time called for all able Ukrainians to fight for their nation's sovereignty, as Mr. Putin sent tens of thousands of his forces into Ukraine. We are already handing out weapons and will hand them out to defend our country to everyone who wants and has the capacity to defend our sovereignty. The future of Ukraine depends on every citizen. 
U.S. President Joe Biden hit Russia with a wave of sanctions on the day Russia invaded, measures meant to impede Moscow's ability to do business in major currencies, along with sanctions against banks and state-owned enterprises. The Russian military has begun a brutal assault on the people of Ukraine. Without provocation, without justification, without necessity, this is a premeditated attack. Russian forces encountered logistical hurdles and fierce resistance on the northern front following the invasion, leading to a retreat two months later in April. But they captured Kherson in March and Mariupol in May. The invasion led to significant casualties, with tens of thousands of Ukrainian civilians and hundreds of thousands of military personnel affected. From the 24th of February 2022, which marked the start of the large-scale armed attack by the Russian Federation, to the 24th of September 2023, the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights recorded 27,449 civilian casualties in the country, 9,701 of whom died. The 2022 invasion is a continuation of the Russo-Ukrainian War, which began in 2014, after Russia invaded the Crimean Peninsula, which was part of Ukraine, and then annexed it. The war continues to rage, entering its third year, with a significant defeat for Ukraine in the city of Avdiivka this week. Russian military sources say their forces had completed their takeover of the now-destroyed eastern Ukrainian city after Ukrainian forces withdrew to avoid becoming encircled after months of fighting. The fall of Avdiivka is Russia's biggest gain since it captured the city of Bakhmut in May of 2023. In the wake of its fall, Mr. Zelensky has spoken with President Biden and used the defeat as an example of why support for Ukraine must continue and come quickly. The conversation with President Joe Biden, very important points, in particular about Avdivka and the necessity for the continuation of principled and sufficient support for Ukraine. The talks with the Vice President of the United States were very substantive. Meetings with congressmen, representatives of both parties, both chambers of the American Congress, and each such conversation confirmed the key idea as clearly as possible. Ukraine can stop Putin and create conditions for him to be punished for all the evil he has done. President Biden has been attempting to pass a bill that would secure further funding for Ukraine. But Republicans have been opposing the aid package, something he calls a mistake. They're making a big mistake not responding. Look, the way they're walking away from the threat of Russia, the way they're walking away from NATO, the way they're walking away from meeting our obligations, it's just shocking. I've been for a while. I've never seen anything like it. Mr. Zelensky says this is hurting his country's war effort. The situation is extremely difficult in several parts of the front line, where Russian troops have amassed maximum reserves. They're taking advantage of the delays in aid to Ukraine, and these are very tangible issues. There's a deficit of artillery, there's a need for frontline air defense, and for a longer range of our weapons. We're working with our partners as hard as possible to resume and extend support. Assam al-Ghalib, SBS News.